know about you, but this past year, it's funny because you'd think with the pandemic that it would feel like it took longer than usual, but somehow it feels to me like the year just zipped by. Um, and maybe this is just <laughs> because I'm getting older. I hear that the older we get, the faster time goes. Uh, and it's certainly been true to my experience so far. And to Brent's experience too, actually. My man who's now a big 5-0. Anyways, I hope you and your families really enjoyed your Christmas season, despite how I'm sure things were different in some way, shape, or form for you. Um, I just really appreciated having a little bit of time uh, to just relax, just take things down a notch and enjoy my family thoroughly. And it's funny how sometimes it can take us a few days or even longer to, to just settle into a different pace, a different rhythm. Um, but it's, I feel like in some ways that Brent and I are just getting there now, actually, where we're, we're just feeling like, okay, we can breathe and relax and stay in our PJs if we want to and take nice long walks with uh, the kids and, and just enjoy one another. One of my favorite memories um, this Christmas was actually a few days before Christmas. I was starting to wrap gifts and talk about what we were going to be doing for Christmas with Ayla. And um, before I knew it, this was right early in the morning, she had grabbed some wrapping paper and run out to our living room and grabbed some toys and came back and madly started wrapping and, and she was using our tape dispenser correctly for the first time. Uh, you know, for a three and a half year old, this is a big deal. And so she first started wrapping presents for Asher and then for mommy and daddy. And, and it was pretty sweet because um, she's still young enough that I didn't actively include her in anything that I was buying in terms of her advice around what kind of gifts to give, but this was her way of giving gifts from herself, the very ones that she wanted to give. So that was a sweet little memory for me that I'm going to take into our future. Today I want to share with you um, a message that I've titled Pearls of Great Price, um, where I want to just take a look at this past year um, just give it a little bit of review. Think about what I've learned and I think perhaps what many of us have been learning. And I want to start by just sharing a little chunk of wisdom that our Vineyard Canada National Spiritual Life Coordinator, there's a title for you, um, a beautiful lady named Kathy Graham who lives in Kelowna. Uh, she had this to say during the live stream service a week ago, which if you missed that service, uh, Dave and Deb have posted a link to it on our Facebook page, and it is worth checking out and taking a listen. There were lots of people from all across Canada sharing songs and art and um, stories and um, just thoughts about uh, the Christmas season and the new year to come, really both. So anyways, she said this, it's been a long season of shifting sifting and distilling personally and corporately Jesus is in this 
He is our light and hope. There have been pictures of spring bursting forth, even though it's barely winter. And the promise of precious things being developed in dark times, like the lustrous pearl that is formed from an irritant in the clamshell. It's uncomfortable, yet it produces a thing of lasting beauty. Kathy's reference to a pearl seems to me to be an apt description of a little of what I felt unfolded inside me this past year. I know very little about pearls, uh, although I appreciate their beauty um, and have been gifted pearl jewelry such as this um, by my grandmother, and she often wore pearls as well. And so I thought I'd do a quick Google search and learn just a little bit more in preparation for this message. Like snowflakes, every pearl is unique. Pearls are the oldest gemstone and the only ones to come from a living creature. Mollusks create pearls. In freshwater rivers and ponds, mussels produce pearls. Um, and these account for more than 95% of the harvested pearls, actually. When a person is harvesting a pearl, uh, they can open up the shell of the mussel just a little tiny bit, pull out the pearl, and enable the, the mussel to stay alive and to produce more pearls, actually. Um, and then in salt water, oysters uh, produce pearls. The process of producing a pearl begins when an irritant, such as a parasite, gets trapped inside a mollusk. In its defense, the mollusk produces nacre, N-A-C-R-E, which was a new word to me, um, which is also known as mother of pearl. And it's an organic substance that it repeatedly secretes around the irritant. Nacre is strong and iridescent. After the mollusk coats the irritant with thousands of layers of nacre, a pearl begins to form often taking about two to four years, although it can take up to 20 years for some pearls. I think as we review 2020 um, and turn this strange year over in our minds, um, I imagine that we can all identify with this idea of irritants, <laughs> and irritants getting under our skin, so to speak, like slivers under our nails. I find it encouraging to consider how beauty can emerge as we allow the Spirit's layering, continual layering of grace, patience, and wisdom to transform what is meant perhaps for our harm into our great good. I want you, for those of you listening in and live right now, um, if, you think of, if you can think of something that perhaps has been an irritant to you, um, this past year, and maybe how the Spirit has layered that irritant with grace um, and wisdom for you, um, and that maybe there's the beginnings of a pearl being created. If, if you have an example of an irritant or a potential pearl, uh, feel free to just throw it up here on our chat, uh, chat message area. I'll try to engage if I can along the way. Today, uh, I want to 
identify a few irritants that caught my attention this past year and explore how the Spirit might be forming some pearls inside of me and us as a church family over the coming months and maybe even years. A few nights ago, Brent was reading to me from Philippians 4. He often reads scripture to me, usually at least a chapter a night, um, just before we go to sleep. And it's always Brent who has to read to me, otherwise he would fall asleep if I were reading to him. But he landed on Philippians 4. And this seems to me to be a really appropriate chapter for us all as we emerge from an extremely challenging year into a new year where there's still going to be significant challenges for us for some time. I want to use this chapter as an anchor as I try to unpack some of the 2020 irritants and potential pearls. I want to share this with you, this passage um, from the message paraphrase today. Here it is. My dear, dear friends, I love you so much. I do want the very best for you. You make me feel such joy. Fill me with such pride. Don't waver. Stay on track. Steady in God. Celebrate God all day, every day. I mean revel in Him. Make it as clear as you can to all you meet that you're on their side, working with them and not against them. Help them see that the master is about to arrive. He could show up any minute. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of our lives. Summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. Put into practice what you learned from me, what you heard and saw and realized. Do that, and God, who makes everything work together, will work you into his most excellent harmonies. I've learned by now to be quite content, whatever my circumstances. I'm just as happy with little as with much. With much as with little. I've found the recipe for being happy, whether full or hungry, hands full or hands empty. Whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. I don't mean that your help didn't mean a lot to me. It did. It was a beautiful thing that you came alongside me in my troubles. You can be sure that God will take care of everything you need. His generosity exceeding even yours in the glory that pours from Jesus. Our God and Father abounds in glory that just pours out into eternity. Yes.
receive and experience the amazing grace of the Master, Jesus Christ, deep, deep within yourselves. So, so good, hey, this passage. Brent's actually read that chapter (laughs) a few more times. We needed to hear it for the last few nights as well. Honestly, I sometimes find Paul's writing to be oblique and even difficult to understand. Um, At least to frame it within our current reality. Uh, But this passage seems to hit the nail on the head repeatedly in terms of what I believe is important for us to focus on today and going forward into the new year. If I could articulate one irritant above all others from this past year, I would use the word isolation. During the pandemic, there were many days, weeks, and months where we experienced isolation of some kind. As holistic creatures, physical isolation often triggers social, emotional, and even spiritual isolation. This has been hard, even for the most introverted among us. And for those of poor ones of us who are extroverts, it has been very hard. A friend of mine who's a registered clinical counselor here, right here in Kamloops, was recently chatting with me, and she shared how that the number of clients and the severity of their challenges is growing exponentially during COVID. Which is not surprising, but it is sad and unfortunate and grieving. Um, I think although the media tends to focus on numbers of those diagnosed and dying due to COVID, there have also been skyrocketing numbers of overdoses and suicides as well that are less reported on, but very much in connection to the pandemic and particularly to the isolation that we are experiencing en masse in some ways as never before in our lived history for those of us alive today. My friend shared a Washington Post article that references various studies that have happened in the US reporting levels of depressive symptoms at more than three times higher during the pandemic than before it. Also here in BC, as of the end of November, Uh, there were a record-breaking 1,548 people who have died due to drug overdose in our province. Um, This number matches the highest ever before number all year, which was in 2018. Um, So with one month still to go in 2020, we had already um, broken the record, the highest record up until that point here in BC. These are dreadful statistics, to be honest. Um, And they point to probably what we will continue to see unfolding and become aware of, um, which is the broader, bigger scope of the challenge of this pandemic upon us. Personally, especially last spring for me, uh, when almost overnight the schools, the parks, the playgrounds, recreational facilities, libraries, churches, and many businesses were shut down, I keenly felt the weight of social isolation, particularly as it impacted my parenting. 
I remember calling up my parents, actually, and just wishing that they could be with me and saying, I don't know if I've ever felt like I've needed you more, particularly in my adult life. Um, Each of us, I imagine, could share a story, in turn, as to how isolation has been an irritant like no other we have maybe experienced in life so far. I want to suggest to you today that the pearl of great price that God wants to form inside of us, resulting from this challenge, is communion. I believe that this is a banner that God wants to raise and fly in our hearts, over our churches, over the city of Kamloops, and honestly over the whole wide world. If we have learned nothing else this past year, we have learned that we truly need one another. And I hope that we are learning how much we need God. This need is not superficial. It's intrinsic to our health and vitality as humans and as children of God. And this need, I believe, flies in the face of one of the bedrock values of our culture, independence. We are not islands unto ourselves. And when we are forced to physically distance and practice habits of isolation, we realize afresh how much we are, not only as humans, um, but as part of the living world around us. We are interdependent creatures living in interdependent environments. I could expound at length about this banner of communion, and maybe I'll get a chance sometime this next year to do so, and its potential to displace this idol of independence in our culture, and by extension, even in our church, and our churches at large. However, for the sake of time, I want to say this to you today. My heart yearns for deeper communion with God and with others, with you. My prayer for us in 2021 is that we begin to mine the depths of relationship with God and with one another like we never have before. Despite restrictions placed upon us, or even perhaps our hesitation, or just maybe even indifference within us, may we each dive deeper into the love of God and the love of our neighbor. May our need for communion be a catalyst to the creation of dreams and visions that galvanize us into action. I can't wait to do this with you this year and beyond. May we be forever changed by this pandemic in ways even beyond human comprehension as we seek God's face and seek one another's company to a greater degree than we ever have before. May the irritant of isolation produce a pearl of communion within us. So as I mentioned before, please feel free to just jump in, whether you're listening now live or for those of you listening in afterwards, I'd love to hear from you. your thoughts on this. 
I had a few people share different um, things that I'll just try to incorporate along the way here. Um, but I feel like in some ways, um, my friend Amanda shared with me, it's like we're all in the same storm, but we're in different boats. So our experiences are slightly different, but we're in the same weather system. And I thought that that was a really great description of what I was feeling last year. And so I imagine as I share that you are thinking of um, situations or feelings or experiences um, that were that are or were similar uh, to what I'm going to be sharing. I want to touch on four more irritants and potential pearls that are really all various aspects of this first irritant and pearl that I mentioned. Maybe you'll relate. Here's an irritant that I think we all experienced. Freedoms, rights, and privileges that I have taken for granted up until now were removed from me. And here, I think, is the pearl that God wants to develop in us. Less is sometimes more. Contentment is found in Christ alone. And we recognize this most when we have a little less, I think, than more. I want to share an example of how I felt this irritant and pearl happening for me. Um, due to school and business closures, many families spent more time together than usual. Of course, I'm sure this had its challenges, especially in relation to schooling at home. Um, but I think the net result was that often closer and deeper relationships happened with the very ones that we love most. I heard many of you share this along the way last year, and I've seen it, I've witnessed it, um, just that it felt to me like for many of us um, that immediate family connection was growing stronger and deeper. Unfortunately, I think for a few people who are in really difficult situations, maybe where there's abuse of various kinds happening in the home, uh, this may not have happened and it may have had an opposite effect too. Um, but for many of us, this has been true. Here's another example. Most of us had less social commitments, uh, leaving time and space for the practice of being mindful, quiet, and reflective. Busyness gave way to better uses of our time and energy. I don't know about you, but I had this big mom calendar <laughs> that was in my bathroom <laughs> that had enough space for me to write, you know, anything around our social commitments as a whole family. And I think by about April, maybe by the end of April, it was like, I'm just going to take this right off the wall. Uh, I don't need this anymore. We did a lot of time. We spent a lot of time outside, the kids and I especially, but Brent and the kids and I as well. This was very good. Paul, in that Philippians 4 uh, chapter, he says, I've learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether with a full stomach or, or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ 
who gives me strength. This is a familiar passage to many of us. I really felt like that phrase, secret of living, was highlighted for me. The secret of living. Paul says, I've learned the secret of living in every situation. I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. This is a truth that was, is, and is to come that will always be the same for each of us. May we learn the secret of living, each one of us, just as Paul has. (laughs) Thanks, David, for chiming in. I'm going to share another irritant here. This one's maybe a little more charged. Extreme opinions, behaviors, attitudes, and politics are divisive and dehumanizing. Here's a pearl that I believe God is wanting to unfold in us. Moderation. Moderation is a mode most useful in times of chaos and change. Here's an example I'm going to share. Although I could point to American politics, I will not. Even in this respect, people within our community, our Kamloops Senior Church community, there's a whole range of approaches and opinions and feelings and thoughts about this. Instead, I would like to point out how helpful I feel like Bonnie Henry's comments have been to our province. Be kind. Be calm. Be safe. Despite our differences of opinions in terms of the BC government's handling of the pandemic, we can agree that Henry exhibited Christ-like temperance in these comments. And that we can be encouraged that they were adopted so broadly in our province by businesses, organizations, and individuals. I mean, this has probably become a bumper sticker already. I certainly have seen it posted in coffee shops and just around our city in various places. One of the verses from Philippians 4 that really was highlighted to me was this passage, let everyone see that you are considerate in all that you do. And that word considerate, um, when I looked it up a little more, it had that sense of being reasonable, gentle, fair, humble, moderate, and restrained. It's from a Greek root that means to yield. It reminded me of a few other verses that I want to share with you. In Titus 3.2, in the New Living Translation, it says, Remind the believers to submit to the government and its officers. They should be obedient, always ready to do what is good. They must not slander anyone and must avoid quarreling. Instead, they should be gentle and show true humility to everyone. That word gentle there is that same word that I was just sharing with you. It's the same word. 
We all have differences of opinion about um, politics and government and, um, you know, civic life. And yet, I think we can agree as believers and followers of Jesus that we must practice this kind of behavior with one another despite differences. Here's another verse, couple verses. Uh, from James 3, 17 and 18 that really caught my attention and touches on this same word uh, that I had mentioned before, the considerate word. In James 3, 17 and 18, it says, Real wisdom, God's wisdom, begins with a holy life and is characterized by getting along with others. It is gentle and reasonable, overflowing with mercy and blessings, not hot one day and cold the next, not two-faced, you can develop a healthy, robust community that lives right with God and enjoys its results only if you do the hard work of getting along with each other, treating each other with dignity and honor. This is true not only in our personal interactions with people daily, within our family, when we're out in, and about in the world, it's also true online, on social media platforms, in news outlets, um, may we be people of great consideration in how we do life uh, with one another, regardless of where that's happening. Are you still with me? <laughs> Thank you, Jennifer for sharing that you're enjoying this. And hello to Patty. Patty, we're going to pray for you before the end of this time, okay? Um, here's another irritant that I think probably all of us felt at some point. The world is changing beyond our comprehension. And it's changing quickly. It felt like this past year was changing day to day. Anxiety, fear, and depression can plague many of us. Here is the pearl I think God wants to grow inside of us. Perspective makes all the difference often. Here's an example in my own life. Sometimes when I felt like the big world, the macro world around me uh, was feeling overwhelming and confusing, it was really helpful for me to focus on my micro world I really tried hard to focus on the big blessings. Um, in, I was thinking of my home, my family, my health, but also on the little blessings. Like, I love hot running water. Sunshine just makes all the difference for me sometimes. A cup of steaming tea, a crackling fire, which we enjoyed a lot over Christmas. Um, these small little blessings help to reframe my outlook on any given day. Never before has the discipline of being thankful been more important to me. I don't know if you felt that as well. I've been really blessed by Shauna's on her Facebook for quite a while. She was posting things that she was daily thankful about. And that was so good just to 
tap into what for her were those little blessings that she was enjoying. Here's another example. My children often helped me stay grounded in the present moment. They helped me remember what's really important. Often we would make plans and then they would change. Days blurred into weeks, which blurred into months last year. And I have to say, despite my plans or the lack of plans, my kids had consistent needs and I regained my equilibrium by attending to them. I imagine for some of you who have children, you felt this as well. Um, maybe if you have pets, you might have felt that too. Um, or just other people in your life that you ha have the ability to care for. Uh, this is really important. Paul says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Again, this is another verse that we know so well. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And then a little bit later, Paul says in that chapter, fix your thoughts on everything good, in essence. It's just so easy when things are feeling out of control, really, in some respects, in the world around us, to focus on the negative. Um, but Paul reminds us, think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. What's true and honorable and right and pure and lovely. This takes intention. <laughs> it really does. And last year especially, it took great intention to do so. But it will only bear good fruit as we do. Here's the last irritant I want to share today. Um, and there are so many, I'm sure this, you know, you guys could chime in with lots of other ones. Um, there's an irritant. This is maybe just a little more sort of small and down to earth, but nevertheless profound, I think, for us as a church community. We couldn't gather for much of last year together. I don't know about you, but that was certainly an irritant for me. <laughs> and I think there is a pearl that God is wanting to unfold, especially as we go into this new year. And again, we won't be able to gather for a little while yet. Here's the pearl. Sharing stories, songs, and sacraments help us transcend the boundaries of shared space and time. The fact that I get to do this today um, still speak to you and share what I'm feeling and see and read what you guys are thinking about this um, means a lot to me. And I found this last year simply worship as an example of this. Um, it was a form of gathering to worship that was brand new to us. Um, Brent and I have never done something like that. And I think Charity and Shauna and Dave and Deb probably haven't done anything quite like that as well. Um, it had its challenges for sure, especially the live part of it all. Um, but I think it was a gift um, that I hope actually lingers beyond COVID. 
we've never, Brent and I have never worshipped together with you as often as we did this past year. And it's not the same as being together. And there's something that is almost mystical that happens sometimes when we're physically together worshipping. But when we shared songs and shared stories, and even like this, we're sharing words and ideas together, um, even in this format, there is something that is profound and life-giving and a gift from God. And I believe that in all the innovations that are going to unfold because of COVID, um, not just within churches, but at large in our world, some of those things will be pearls of great price for us that we won't want to let go of and that when we look back, we'll be very thankful for. Recently, I've been listening to um, various songs um, and video songs online. There have been followers of Jesus all over the world who have united to sing blessings together over their countries and their people. I have to say, watching and listening to these blessings has brought tears to my eyes repeatedly. It's like a little taste of heaven, a little glimpse of it. When people from all over come together in unity and sing with one another. And this would not be, at least from the videos that I've watched, if COVID had not unfolded. Because um, if you've seen any of them, there's like, you know, individuals in their homes and maybe in their places of worship um, that are singing into microphones. And then someone who's got technological expertise, pulls those together and masters them into a beautiful song that we then get to experience. If you have not yet had a chance, do a little YouTube search. Um, most of them, many of them that I've seen have actually been from the song, The Blessing. May the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. That beautiful blessing from Numbers um, that's been recently done by Carrie Joby and others. Um, that song has really gone viral, I think, all over the world. And you, you could even type in The Blessing Canada, and you could see Canadians from various churches all across the country, all kinds of churches, um, all kinds of people singing this song together, and it's beautiful. I showed our kids in the two Sundays we actually got to meet together. I showed them one that was the, called the blessings, the blessing kids, um, where it's children um, joining together and singing that song. So beautiful. Here's another example. Daily disciplines in scripture study and prayer have been more important to me in this season than ever before. I don't know if you've felt this as well. Um, when I was able to share some of what I was gleaning, like I did during Advent, um, that was really life-giving to me, and I hope it was for you as well. I think that rhythms um, through spiritual disciplines are so critical to our health. They're almost like vitamins for our souls. Uh, that we, we need to be taking to stay healthy. We need to be practicing. And I don't know about you, but I found that this is especially true for children. 
um, and we're all children of God, but even for our little ones, I'm becoming more and more aware of how important it is to build these rhythms into my children's lives. Um, and I'm going to be continually looking for helpful resources in this respect because I think we're a little shy on them, to be honest. But let's share with one another helpful resources um, that enable us to dig into spiritual disciplines such as scripture study and prayer, taking communion, um, various kinds of just reflection internally, reaching up to God, worship, of course. These are so important, but perhaps never more so than in this last season. Paul says in Philippians 4, keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. Let's be intentional, intentional sorry, about really um, observing, watching, and putting into practice in our own lives um, what we see our spiritual mothers and fathers doing. Brent has an aunt and uncle who live in Ontario, Hank and Ann. And whenever we talk to them on the telephone, and they must be now, I would say, in their mid-80s, perhaps, every time we talk to them, they say to us, we pray for you every day, by name. And they say, I think, the entire Bilesma family, which if you know our Bilesma family is a lot of us, I think there's 24 children, um, nieces and nephews for Ayla, uh, at this point, and I think to myself, wow, I don't know of many people who could say that. But I was saying to my parents just recently, Brent and I feel so blessed that we have multiple people in our lives, spiritual mothers and fathers, who pray for us daily or very regularly. This makes a difference. And I've just been thinking, I want to be that person. I want to be someone who diligently prays for those that I love. And I think historically I've always felt of, I've always thought of prayer as sort of it needing to be deep and full and lengthy for any one given person or their situation. But I guess I've been thinking about Brent's aunt and uncle and thinking, you know what, there's something to the breadth of prayers as well, um, to naming someone daily uh, in my prayers, taking that time to think about them. I'm going to finish now. And I want to finish by rereading Philippians 4 and framing it as my prayer for you in this new year. God, thank you for my dear, dear friends whom I love so much. Just like you, God, I really want the very best for each of them. They make me feel such joy, and they fill me with such pride. In 2021 and beyond, may we never waver. May we stay on track, steady in you. Help us to celebrate you all day, every day. Somehow, some way. in 2021, may we truly revel in you. Help us make it as clear as we can to all that we meet that we're on their side. We're working with them and not against them. 
Help us to see that you, our master, is about to arrive. You could show up at any minute. In 2021, God, we ask for help as we try not to fret or worry. Instead of worrying, we commit to praying. Let our petitions and praises shape our worries into prayers, letting you know our concerns. May a sense of your wholeness, everything coming together for good, come and settle us down. May Christ displace worry at the center of our lives. God, may we fill our minds and meditate on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best and not the worst, the beautiful and not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. May we put into practice what we learned from you in those mirroring you to us, what we heard and saw and are beginning to realize. God, you who make everything work together, work in it, work into, work us into your most excellent harmonies. May we continue to learn how to be quite content, whatever our circumstances. May we be just as happy with little as with much, with much as with little. Whatever we have and wherever we are, we can make it through anything in the one who makes us who we are. God, thank you for taking care of everything we need in 2021. May each of us receive and experience the amazing grace of you, our master, Jesus Christ, deep, deep within ourselves. And God, we take a moment here and we lift up those in our community who are really struggling right now. They could be struggling with physical health, with mental health, with spiritual health, with financial health, with relational health. God, we invite you, come in to our hard places. Help our hearts to be soft, willing to let you come and coat the irritants in our lives with your grace and patience and wisdom. Come, Holy Spirit. I want to think, I think of Patty today especially, but there are many others too. May we be diligent, God, to pray for one another in 2021. Thank you so much, God, for being with us, being Emmanuel with us. We need you and we love you. Amen. Thanks to all of you who joined in live this afternoon. And thanks for those of you listening in afterwards. It has been such a big year. 
and I can't wait to have conversations with you over the phone, online, in person, um, just hearing your stories. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you, lift up his countenance upon you and give you great peace this year, today, right now. Thanks everyone. See you soon.